The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied. Sarah bat Rachel. The Yosef ben Sarah, the Rahamim ben Adel. We begin today's daft and we are three lines from the bottom. The Gemara says a story. Goy told the Jew, Ketol Aspasta. Go cut for me with Shabbat. Go cut for me some grass. V'shadeh Go feed it to my animals. V'shabeta. V'ila. And if you don't listen to me, Katil nalach, I'm going to kill you. Kede katil nalaploni bari Yisrael, like I killed this other Jewish guy. The Amri there, because I told him, Bashili kederab b'shabbat. I told him, I want you to cook for me on Shabbat. V'ra bashili. And he didn't cook for me. So what did I do? V'katilteh. So I killed him. Shabbat de bitu. Anyway, the wife of the guy that was supposed to cook on Shabbat, she heard what the guy said over here. The atad kamed abaye. So I came for the abaye. He wants to know that the guy is being masiyah mafitum over here, and he wants to know. She wants to know she allowed to get married based on uh, what happened over here. So it comes the Gemara and says shahita talta regle. So Abayim made her way Chalosh Negadim. Now she says two interpretations over here. Either actually three holidays. Why? Because the customers and all the great Tamidachim would come up to Rushalayim on the Chalosh Negadim. And therefore, Abayim wanted to confer with the Gedolei Yisrael to find out if this lady indeed can get married or not. That's one interpretation of the Chalosh Negadim. Others uh, explain that she brings that on the uh, memorial day of a great Tamid Hacham that died... So all the Tamidah Khamim would come to the Kevin and they would Ma'amid Yeshiva al Kivro. They would have like a, a, a limud by his Kevin. So therefore he waited for that day so the Tamidah will be there so she can go ask the rabbis to find out if she's a mutar or not. In any event, what happened? Amar la Rav Adab Rava, Zil Kamed Rav Yosef. You know what? Go for Rav Yosef, the Harif Sakina. He's like a sharp knife, which means he can give a clear cut. It's conclusive. Halakha. Sakina Ariva like a sharp knife. I'll cut right through the uh, sugya. Azlakame. So she went in front of Rav Yosef to ask him if she's allowed to get married or not from this case over here. So Pashat. So he solved the question. Meham Nitim. So it says in the following Mishnah. You have a going. He's selling fruit in the marketplace, right? Ve'amar, he said, Perot Halalu Shel Orlahin. He says, the fruit that I'm selling over here is Orla, meaning it comes from a young tree that's within its first three years of growth. Okay, now Orla obviously is Rasur. Shel Azikahin. 
Now, we're going to learn from Nashi in his second interpretation, and we'll go back. Azikai learns is the name of a place that's in Eretz Israel that had very, very good fruit. And therefore, the problem is, if it's coming from Eretz Israel, it's Hayab in Masot. And therefore, he's saying, really, it came from Azikai, came Eretz Israel, this fruit, and therefore, there was no Masro really taken. Shel Neta Rebaiyin. Oi comes along and says it's actually from the fourth year of the tree's fruit, which is also Asur. So in all these cases over here, the Chawara, the Jew should not be allowed to buy it, either because you have the Isur over here of um, Orla, or you have the Isur over here that there's no Masur taken over here, or you have a problem of Neta Rebaiyin, which is Asur. So the Gemara says, Lo Amar Kelum. In all the cases, you don't believe the Goy. And therefore, Lo Nitkaven Ela Lashbiyah Mikho. His sole intent over here is to elevate his product. What does it mean to elevate his product? Look at Rashi. Lo amar kelum. Le'osram al-kach. Which means his testimony about his fruit is not going to osir them. Ela halach achar harov. You go after the majority of fruits. Shezeh mishakir. The guy's a liar. Why? Ulashbiyah mikhonit kaven. Which means why? The guy wants to say it's orla. Why do you benefit by saying it's orla? Because it's a young tree. A young tree, the fruit are much better than old trees. So he comes along and says, Oh, this is it. Well, this was in the first uh, three years. Don't believe him. The stamat came from the majority. The majority of the trees are not considered or not. And this guy stopped trying to beef up his uh, product. And don't he's coming along and saying, uh, you know, that it's uh, from Allah. Or when he comes along and says it's from the fourth year. Same thing. He wants to say that the fruit are from a young tree. A four-year-old tree is considered a young tree. As opposed to a... Hold the tree. Azika is the name of a city in Eretz Israel. And the fruit are very mishubach over there. So I said, a guy is selling the fruit in Chutzlaharis. He's coming and saying, I have fruit from Azika. I don't have to worry now that maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe he didn't take. Maaser, the Israel Machlam, maybe a Jew sold it to him, and therefore the guy's got to take really the Maaserot. Ela Lashbiyah Mikho. The guy's lying. They didn't come from Azika. They really put up Chostaharis. This guy's just trying to, again, drum up his uh, product. And therefore, just like we say that the Goy, in this case over here, is lying. Which means we say this Goy is intimidating. When the Goy came along and said, Hey, listen, you better cut for me some grass for my animal. I'll kill you like I killed the other guy. He cooked for me on Shabbat. He didn't kill anybody. He's bluffing. He's just trying to intimidate the other guy to cut the uh, grass. Just like we said, the guy lies in the marketplace. So therefore, what he was really saying over here, that she cannot go get married, because really the husband is alive. Now, that she gives a different interpretation over here by the situation of Izka. Azikai says, is a pardes me'uzak. That's a field that is... That is fenced. Now, why would the Goy say a field that was fenced? So he's saying... That we're talking about it was the year of Shemitah. And the year of Shemitah, everybody rummages into everybody's field because all the fields are uh, hefkir. And if it's coming along to say, listen, even though it's the year of Shemitah, I'm getting from uh, a field that is Mi'uzak. Uh, and therefore my fruit are uh, very good. But really it's Asur. Because you're not allowed to fence your field into the Shemitah. So again, the Gemara says, you don't believe. Why you don't believe? Because again, he's just trying to be Mashmiach. Uh, but she rejects that uh, interpretation. Because, um, which means... Rashi writes, "Vekashali uh, demai isur yeshkan." Manavshach, im avar zman abiur 
לא שינם את המשובה ולא שינם מופקד. Which means, if it's after the time of Be'ud that already the fruit become Asur, it doesn't matter if it's fenced or not fenced. Every field is going to be Asur. Now, before the Zman, Be'ud, even if it's fenced, is Mutar. So therefore, either everything is Asur or everything is going to be Mutar. So therefore, he rather the case of uh, Azika is to matter, a name of a city in Israel. And the Goy was saying, what? My fruit that I'm selling on Sa'as, they come from this uh, special city in Israel and all that. So you might think that you cannot buy them unless you start taking uh, Ma'asot. Kamash Malan, he's bluffing, and therefore he's only doing it to be Mashbiach, the uh, Mekah, uh, the, the product. And therefore, just like he lies here, he's lying over there in the case of the uh, uh, death. That he killed the guy, that was the rabbi was Osir, his wife, to remarry. Comes the Gemara and continues. Abba Yudan, Ish Saidan Amar, Ma'aseh B'Yisrael Ve'Ovet K'chavim Shalchub Ad-Derech. Okay, a Jew and a, a Goy, they're walking on the road, Uba Ovet K'chavim Ve'Amar, so the Goy comes along and says, Ah, Haval Al-Yehudi Shaya'imi Ad-Derech, Shemet Baderek Mekabartiv. He says, Ah, what a shame. The guy that was walking with me on the road over there, he died and I buried him. Vesio Ishto. And based on that, the rabbis allowed his wife to get married. Again, a goy is being Masiyah. There was a group of people, a band of people, Shayum Malkin Antochia. Right? They were going to the place called Antochia. Uba Ovet Chemim Echad Amar Chabal Al Kolal Shlubene Adam Shemetu. Oh, it's a shame. The band of people of the of Jews, they died. They kebertim. Oh, they see et shotehem. And what? The rabbis allowed their wives to get married based on the testimony of the goy. Veshuv maaseh b'shishim b'ne adam shayum mechalkim lekarkom betar. Which means they were walking from karkom betar. Which means that's the tashis says kesheba betar b'matzor. Uh, that was the time the city of Betar was under siege. Right, so they were walking around uh, to that area. And walking by the Betar area, Shemetu. And the rabbis married them off. Now, Gemaraz uh, doesn't ask the following question, but the Mephashim asks, what do you need three stories, really, to tell me the basic principle that why do you believe a goy? So the Hakamim said that there is a Tzidikuta, which means every case is teaching you a big Hadush. The first case is Hadush is what? Stop! That a goy testified that, that, that that's a goy just. That one Jew died, you believe him. The second case is not only one Jew. You can even believe when he says a band of Jews, which is the second one was Kolar Shel Anashim. The third Hidush is what? Even in a case where there was Sakana, which is they were in Betar. Betar was a war stricken area. So you might have thought that the Goy is not believed because maybe he's testifying Bidedameh, which is maybe, maybe he's not sure that they died. Maybe he's just assuming because they were in Betar, which was under siege, that uh, he's assuming they died. Kamashra, when the Goy says that they died, even in a place where there was a war stricken zone, he still has a Ne'emanut, and we don't say that he testified with the Damer, and therefore we can't, that the rabbis married off their wives based on that. Comes the next Mishnah. A person can give testimony now that the guy died, even if it's, let's say, by the light of a candle, or let's say the moonlight. Even if, let's say, you don't even see the witness, you just hear his voice. Right? From far off, you hear the voice of the witness testifying that this guy died, and so enough you can marry off his wife. 
Maaseh Behad Shamar the Rosh Hashar. There was a guy that stood on top of the mountain. Ve'amar Ish Pedoni Ben Pedoni Mekom Pedoni Met. Right, that's on top of the mountain. So and so died. Halchu Velo Matsusham Adam. So they went and they didn't find anybody on the mountain. They didn't find the guy who was saying the uh, testimony. They see you at the store. So what? There was a guy there. He had a voice. So they went and they married her off based on the voice. That's she. Shamu called Sarekatoni Met Velorau Adam Bitsalmo. Right, they did not see the image of a person. The Salmon, in the city of Salmon, Behad Shamar. And he is Pedoni bin Pedoni. He's screaming, Nashkani Nahash. I was just bitten by a snake. Vare and he met. I'm about to die. Velhu Velor Kiruhu. Velhu Vesi with the stuff. So they went, they saw the guy dead. But they did not recognize him. But still what? They allowed his wife to get married. Because they could assume that this is the guy that said it. Which is the guy screamed that I was just bitten by a snake. They've traced his voice. They went to that spot over there. Still, so see a guy that's been by snake. Even though they didn't recognize him as the guy Kennedy, he already was swelling and things like that. But still, that was enough proof to the rabbis that they traced him, and therefore they must see his wife based on this. Comes to and analyzes. Somebody says, you cannot be Messiah according to a path. You've got to see the witness. This guy's got to be there. You can't testify just on a voice. But that's, no, you can even rely on a path. What are you teaching me? Didn't we just say the Mishnah? So now you're telling me what? That it's a ma'alog of b'tzamah b'tzamah Obviously we're going to go like b'tzamah. What, what, what are you adding by giving me this uh, statement? Ha'kamashma'alana, I'm teaching you. Di mashtakahat stamam de'em masi'im b'tzamahi. If you find a stam mishnah somewhere in Shas, that's going to say what? E'en masi'in al-devreh al-yedeh batkol, pay no attention to it. Why? Because it's b'tzamah shita. So if we had to tell you whose shita is e'en masi'in, just so you know, you won't get confused when you see a stam mishnah, you'll know that we don't take it. Halakha. Also, they heard about Kobe, said in the Mishnah, so they went, they traced it. When they got to the mountain, they didn't find any, uh, anybody there. So, maybe it was a demon. How did they know there was a human being that was Tesla? Maybe it was a demon that's trying to make trouble, and therefore <coughs> said that the, the, guy, the, the, the guy died. Give me the answers. Well, they saw the image of a person. I didn't see the actual person himself, but they saw like the, uh, the shape or the image of a person that was over there. So they knew that it was a, a person. So they what do you mean? Inu they also have the image of a person. See, the shed also looks like a human being. So that's not Ayah, could be it was a shed. Now they saw the shadow, which is the guy casted a shadow. So Shedim also have a shadow. So he saw, they saw the shadow of the shadow. She's on a certain day, well, on a certain time of the day, when the sun is uh, rising, the person casts two shadows, which is one that's close to him, one that's far from him. So therefore they saw, yeah, was casting two shadows. Oh, maybe a shed has uh, two shadows. Yonatan the shed once told me that what? A shadow they have. But they don't have a shadow of a shadow, and therefore he was certain that what? It was not a shed. So give us wait. 
Vidilma Tsarahabai. Maybe the testimony was the co-wife. And we learned, no, co-wife of this lady. And she wants to spoil her co-wife. She's coming along and saying, man, the guy died. What does she want? She wants this gene now to listen to this girl now to go and get married. What's going to end up happening now? Husband's really alive. She's become a sutra sutra boy. So therefore, uh, maybe it's the tzara. So how could you trust it? So comes again and says, Taradunim Yishmei B'Sha'at HaSakana Kotvim V'Notnin Afad Pi She'en Makini. We have a statement. That says that at the time of the uh, sakana danger, that she says b'shat the sakana, she adam misukan. What's the case? Kegon mishaya mushlach bebod. A guy was let's say uh, strewn into a pit. The amar kol shomeya kol. Anybody can hear my voice? Yichtov get lishto. Right, whoever can hear me because he wants to give his wife a gift before he dies. So what? Kodvim v'notnim. You give the get. To the lady, the Samchinan Allah bechol the Barav sheomer ani who ploni ben ploni, which means you trust who he is. I am so and so, the son of so. You don't see the guy. Guys, go down the pit. Shatzakana, what are you going to make the lady become an aguna now? Right. So then, when Shatzakana, the rabbis will lenient that you trust the guy when he says who he is to write again. The hakan amir. So here also in our situation, kishat the sakana damya. Why she im not amen lezef? You're not going to leave this bad call. Lot timsa acher b'tashiv aguna. The lezef remains aguna. So what are you going to start now? You have a bad call that comes along and says what? Obviously the husband's not around, right? So finally you got a bad call that comes along and says he's dead. So what are you going to start saying? Say, well, maybe it's a shed. Uh, maybe uh, okay, bivua. Good. So we establish it's a man. Oh, maybe it's the sara. We're going to be the domain. It's not different than the case of sakana. That the rabbis loosened up their restrictions over it, just like we trust a guy in a board to come along and say, I am Peloni Ben Peloni to give a get. Otherwise, what the lady's going to be uh, stuck over here, which is for the Yibum or something like that. So, same thing over here. It's like, it's like Sha'at Sakran in the sense that we're going to trust the voice in order that she does not remain an Aguna. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Amar Bi Akiva, Kishyarati Lenehar We learned this Kemana earlier. This Mishnah is when I went down to Nehar in order to make the leap year, I mean to sit on the bed to do the leap year, Matzati Nehamia Ish Bedili. So I found a fellow by the name of Nehamia Ish Bedili, Amarli. So uh, he said to me, Shamati She'en Masinita Isha, Be'eris Yisrael, Alpi Edehad. So uh, you know something, Rabbi, I heard, it's talking to Be'akiva, I heard in Eris Yisrael that they don't go with the setir of uh, being, uh, marrying a lady off on the, on the testimony of one witness. Ela Yehuda ben Baba. And the only rabbi that's lenient in Israel is Yehuda ben Baba. So I told him back, You know something? You're right. So he told the Rabbi Akiva back, says, listen, You know that where we live over here, there's a lot of, a lot of wars. And there's a lot of danger. And that's why I couldn't come myself to Eris Yisrael to give you this uh, uh, testimony. Um, I have a tradition from Rabban Go tell them that the tradition is from Rabban Gimelah Zakeh that indeed one witness is enough. When Abiyah went back to Israel and said in front of Rabban Gimelah which is Rabban Gimelah Zakeh's grandson, Samah Lidvarai he was very happy. The Amar Matsanu Haver Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba. So that now we are Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, who's that Yahid? We found him a, a, a partner. We found him a colleague 
that indeed agrees with him. Betoch adavar in the interim, the scar, the bagam, the el, shenehergu harugim betel arza. In a place called Tel Arzah, there were certain people that were killed. So what happened? Vehesi, Rabban Gavedo Shetehen, Api Edehad. So based on the testimony he just got, he went and he married off there. Why? Based on the testimony of what? Of one witness. Vehuzeku niyot masiin. Not only did that, but they had a hazakah, that they were masiin. Ed mepi ed. Not only a direct witness, but a witness that heard from a witness. Mipi ayevet, or let's say that you heard it from a ayevet, or mipi isha, mipi shifha. Rabbi and the Ezra be Yeshua Omrim, and Masinita isha al pi edehad. Rabbi and the Ezra be Yeshua that Mahmid, they say we do not allow a lady to get married according to the testimony of one witness. Be Akiva Omer. Lo al pi isha, velo al pi ayev, velo al pi shifha, velo al pi kirubiyu. So Be Akiva says, well, we will leave Edeha, but we're not going to leave Pesulei Edut. And therefore he said, that Rabbi Isha, Eved, Shepcha, or Kerobim. So we have two Shittot. Some say we believe everybody. Some say we don't believe anybody. And some say, uh, it depends. We believe Edeha, but we're not going to leave the people that are Pesul. Comes the Gemara and says... Comes the Gemara and says... V'sabah, Rabbi Akiva, Api Isha, lo... What do you mean? You tell me that what Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold that a lady is kashir to give a, a testimony that um, the uh, husband died? So comes the Quran says, "V'atanya, we have a brayta. Rabbi Shimon min al-Azhar min Rabbi Akiva isha ne'emenet lehavi gita, which means she's allowed to bring her get from overseas. Now, even though she has to uh, say b'fanai nechtav." She has to say that the gate was written in front of me and the gate was signed uh, in front of me. She's able to, uh, to, 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 to bring the gate. Look at Nashi. David Gita. Right? We need her verbal declaration. She which means anybody has to say this when they bring the get. They have to say before Oh, how do you know this? How does the Biakiva make that we can take the lady's uh, testimony? So it's interesting. She, she, she's the, really the Shaliyah of the husband. She's bringing the get. She is going to deliver it to the Betin. She's tied to me. This is the get that my husband uh, gave me and what the betim will be the shaliyah of the husband to give it to the wife. So she's believed that, uh, in all this. What's the emanut of the lady in such a case? So Rabbi Akiva says, which means when it came to the ladies that Achamim said, "En emanot nomar met bara," right? They would say five ladies do not have an emanut because they have animosity, and therefore they do not have a emanut. But still, what neemanim davi geten? Which means still have an emanut to bring the get for each other. Which means, but they might not have an emanut met bara. But they do have an emirut to bring get for each other, and we're not choshesh that what we're going to that they're intending to mekalkel. So zu shene emenet lo mar bet bala. This lady herself 
that she does have an emanut gabeh mit ba'da. Elodit shene emanut avigita, or the more so she should believe to say what that uh, she can bring her get. Also, what is that mashma? Nashim she'amru hakamim udlo mehemde. Meaning, it's only the other ladies that have animosity; they don't have emanut. But isha be'alma mehemda, which is a regular lady that's not a sone. She has a nemanut. So therefore, the Biakiva, how could you come along and say that the Isha doesn't have a nemanut? Right? You said that Api Isha is no good. What are you talking? You made a Kalva Homer that what? That she's believed to bring the get. Why is she believed to bring the get? Kalva Homer. And what? Ladies that are not neemant to say met. Bala are believed to say ye get. The get is okay. Certainly this lady that is the Emirate, certainly she should be, so you see what the lady is believed to want to say, Now we learned above, Sam, why are the Sonot believed the Gaber get? Because it's not that they're being Matir, it's the get that's being Matir. Which means, by a Soneh, why don't we believe a testimony? Because she, she herself is giving a testimony, she's saying, Met, so we're relying on your words, your words have no validity, you're a Soneh. Masha'enken by get, she's got a paper in her hand. So, like we said to Gibran above, get mochiah. Oh, but how do you answer the question to Biakiva? So, Gibran says, Dakashia. Kan kodim she'erziku, kan le'achar she'erziku. Which means, we learned that in Eretz Israel there were two periods of time. There was a period of time where they did not be Masih al Piyadehad, and then there was a later period that they were. So when did the Biakiva say that we're not going to believe Edut uh, Isha? That was before they had a tradition. That was what they were Osir. However, they changed their uh, minhag after the Magen Lezaken made the Edut. Uh, uh, so therefore, Rechirami Isha would be permissible. Look at Rashi. No, actually, he just explains over here that, um, right, it was before and after. Okay, comes the next Mishnah. Amru no. Okay, so the Hakamim came along and they tell the Biakiva. The Biakiva said in the last Mishnah that what Isha is not Neemenet. Maase Bibne Levi. Shehalku Letsoar Ira Temarim. I went to a place called Soar, it was the city of Temarim. The Hala Echad Mehem, one of them got sick on the road. Vebiuhu Bipundak. So they put them like in an inn in the hotel until, uh, until they got back. So they told the innkeeper, where's, uh, where's our friend? So what did she tell them? The guy died and I buried him. And what happened? So they allowed his wife to get married. Which means, you're going to make a Kohenet, let's say, or a Baptist Israel for that matter. You're going to make them worse than the Pundakit, which is if on a regular innkeeper, you're allowing already to have a uh, Ne'emanut. Correct? So now you're ready, you're going to... Now we have to see why is a Pundakit worse. I mean, the Chawra, she's Jewish. For some reason, we're saying that a Pundakit should have a worse Ne'emanut. So the Gemara is saying, if you believe a Pundakit, you believe an innkeeper, what, you're not going to leave a, uh, a Baptist Israel or a Bat Kohen? So, Amar Lehu, so this will be Akiva answer, Which means, you're right, when she will have the status of a Puntakit, Which means, you're right, which means, 
when she is uh, like a pundakit, then uh, they will treat the kohenet or a bat yisrael in that uh, in that matter. Look at that she. Right, there's different texts of it, so let's start that she's here. Amrulol Rabbi Akiva Masim Ibn Levi. No mitlaim, Amralahem, Velote, Koheret, Kolomar, Vichi, Lote, Batisil, Koheret, Miuhes, and Emerik, Pundakit, Zugirua, who became a fresh Magyota. You want to explain why she Girua this Pundakit? Amal Rabbi Akiva, Lichte Pundakit Emerit, Kolomar, Lichim Sanda Barze Emet, Shiminu at the Pundakit, Sharelua Lea Samku. Really, we're not even relying on the Pundakit either, Rabbi Akiva says. Ela Lefitumah Siha. They're not relying on a testimony, they're just relying on her nonchalant talk. And also she brought his uh, stick and his satchel. They've already, uh, we have a Neymarut. Then she brings from the Sefarim HaHairim. Which means... You're right. Whatever we trusted by the Pundakit, we're going to believe a regular Yisrael. Yisraelit, meaning she brought Simanim. And since she brought Simanim, so we're not relying on her. We're relying on the, on the Simanim that she brought. So comes the Gemara and says, Why? And since he brought all, she brought all those goods out, the Rekhiva says, What are you talking about? We're not relying on the Pundakit. So any lady that brings out these goods will also have the same Neymanut. Comes the Gemara and says, My giri'uta de pundakit. Why would I think a pundakit is any worse? Which means the Lashon of the Mishnah was what? That, uh, you know, how could you believe a pundakit? Right? Which means, if you can believe a pundakit, certainly you should believe a regular Israelite. Well, what's the giri'uta of a pundakit? So the Gemara comes along and says, Amar of Kana, pundakit ovedet kuchavi maita. Oh, she was a goya. And the reason why they believe that because she was Messiah Lefi Tuma. And as we learned, she also brought Semanim to prove it. She was just talking naturally. But didn't they ask her? Didn't they tell her, hey, where's our friend? So already they're asking a uh, question. And therefore, she didn't open the conversation. She's already being prompted answering a question. So comes the Gemaran says, Which means, when they came back to the Pundag, already they saw that she broke out in tears. So already, without asking anything, she herself started to cry. Uh. So that prompted them to say, Oh, what happened? Where's our friend? And therefore, And therefore, since she started already to hint the subject on home before she was prompted with a question, therefore she has a Ne'emanut, uh, even though later they interrogated and they asked her questions, still as the dean of Messiah, Nefi Tumo. Banan, we have a Braita. Uh, you have a, lay, a fellow that came to give a testimony on the Isha that what? That her husband died. I want the Matina to get married. How do you know testimony? They're giving testimony. How do you know exactly what happened to this uh, guy's uh, to the, to the husband? Amar Ani Vehu. 
היינו הולכים בדרך, we were both on the road, ורדף אחרינו גייס, which means we were being chased by a, uh, troops or soldiers, ונתלה, and he got hung, בייחוד של זית, on a certain branch of a uh, olive tree, ופשחו, and what he uh, cut it, he cut the, uh, the branch uh, down to make from it like a, uh, a stick, a walking stick, ועזיר את הגייס לאחוריו. And he uh, caused the gayas uh, to, or the troop to, go uh, go from behind. Nashi, second line, Nashi has a little nigga sour here. V'netla b'yichud shel te'ena, achaz benof shel te'ena, which means, my friend, he took the stick from the uh, date tree, according to a fig tree, he pulled it off the uh, branch, and he made a stick out of it, and they tried to, to shoo away the uh, the troop. Okay? So he, he went by the... Him is from a walking. They saw a tree. So the guy grabbed a, a stick-like. And he... Broke it off. Broke it off the tree and pushed the guy uh, from behind him. No, no, no. I take it back. He, he pushed it. He, he, he broke it off. Okay? So what happened? Good, he got rid of the gas. Amartilo... I told him, you're a lion. What a, what a, what a great thing you are. Yishar kohaka. You know, uh, your strength uh, should be, uh, should be uh, fortified. You're a strong guy, you have the heart of a lion. So he comes along and says, How do you know that's my name, Ariyeh? That's what they call me uh, in my town. Yohanan b'Rabbi Yonatan So what happened? The Yamim Hala, which is afterwards that guy got sick, vomit, and therefore Ariyeh v'si Rabbi Tarfon itishtob. So then what the Rabbi Tarfon says? How do you know the testimony of this guy? So what do you mean? I was with the guy. No, the guy. He told me his name even Ariyeh. He told me that's his name, and then he got sick, which means he, he gave all the details of the uh, of the story. So comes the Gemara and says, "Verabi tarfon lo ba'e dirisha v'hakira," which means, "What about dirisha v'hakira?" Which means you have to ask him uh, questions to cross-examine to see exactly if he knows uh, all the details. Which is dirisha is different types of uh, questions to make sure that he's not uh, lying. Uh, or changing his uh, testimony. Hakira, you can ask him about the exact time that it happened, and uh, the day, and things like that. So therefore, uh, he didn't ask him those questions. You know that, what are you testifying? Same story, he took the te'ena branch, Ufshahon, he grabbed it off the tree to make a stick. He chased the guy away. I said, Wow, you're a lion. Which means, you didn't tell me that before. Yohanan bin Yonatan, the Mikhefar Shihaya Ariyeh. Which means, you told me that the guy's name is different. You told me his name is Yohanan bin Yonatan that comes from the Kfar that's called Ariyeh. Which means, 
you first time you told me what the guy's name is Arya. But you once told me that what? That the guy's city is Arya. So make up your uh, your testimony. No. So he comes along and says, No, it's not so. The name of the city is not Arya. I told you, Yohanan bin Yunatan, Arya, the Kashaya. What are you tricking me? I, didn't, I, didn't tell you. I told you the guy's name is Arya from Kashaya. She's, he's tricking him. He's trying to ask, what do you mean? The, the guy's name is Arie or the, the place is Arie? What are you talking about? I, I told you uh, the guy's name is Arie. He's trying to see if he, ch- oh, I changed my mind. He's he really the guy's name. Uh, he wanted to see if he's going to be consistent. So he was being bodekin. Uh, right? Did he shot the hakirot? So Gabra said he did it three times. So what do you see over It's not enough just to ask him, uh, how do you know? You have to really make the short hakirot. So the Gemara says, you're right, Tana'ehi. It's actually Mahlok Tana'im. If the ladies, the witnesses that are coming to give testimony on, if indeed they need a Dirisha and the Hakira, and the Mahlok is in the Bittarfon. She says, Mahlok Tana'im does the Bittarfon Matzrikh. Which means, we have a Mahlogat Tanaim over here, if Nashim really needed Nishab Hakira, and the Mahlogat, as we're going to see, is really in Rabbi Tarfon, as we'll see now. The Tanya in Botkin and Nashim, Nishab Hakira, and Rabbi Tarfon, Rabbi Tarfon says, Botkin, let's read Rashi. No, He's trying to trick him up, maybe he'll do a reverse. Good. So now the Gemara comes along and says, It is indeed a machloket, meaning if indeed Rabbi Tarfon needs Dirisha Bahakira. Meaning uh, interrogation by Edut Isha, or does he not? The Tanya and Botkin Adena Shim Bidrisha Bahakira Adavre Rabbi Akiva. We Akiva says that when it comes to the Edut testifies that the husband died, you do not need an interrogation. That as she tells us that Dirisha means the regular questions that she asks him to make sure that he's consistent in his testimony, and Hakira means which day, which time, which hour. Derbi Tarfon Omer, Rabbi Tarfon says, Botkin. The one says, indeed, why? You are Botik. Now, this is a, not the normal Tana'eh. Because normally when we explain it, Tana'eh, it means that we're going to show you that there's two Tana'im that argue in what the Mitterfon said. Here the Gemara says, Tana'eh, and it brings us two <coughs> opinions, the Mitterfon and the <coughs> Akiva. And you have to say that the two thought that we brought earlier, in uh, relating the episode of that fellow that testified about the a guy, his name was Arieh, <coughs> so one Braitha said, what, that you do not have to, that he didn't interrogate him. The second Braitha said, <coughs> he did. So why do you have two Tanayic statements in uh, Rabbi Tafon? Did he interrogate or didn't he interrogate? So the Gemara only over here is just bringing one Braitha to support that side that holds that Rabbi Tafon holds you indeed have to <coughs> interrogate. So the Gemara says, what's the logic? Now, the source of the argument between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon, you have to interrogate by Edut of Isha, is subject really to the 
both monetary cases and capital punishment cases need interrogation since when the Torah <coughs> talks about the monetary laws it says there's one unified law and we know by capital punishment cases that there needs an interrogation by the witnesses <clears throat> so therefore, just like by Dinin Nefashot, there's an interrogation. The Pasuk says, Mishpat Ahat, there's one unified law. So therefore, it applies also by Dinin Mamrot. Amru, Dinin Mamrot, So why did the rabbis then come along and say that Dinin Mamrot does not need interrogation? Because we do not want to close the doors in front of borrowers. What does that mean? Because if a person, let's say, is going to know that his witnesses are going to be interrogated, the malveh is not going to lend the money. Why is he not going to lend money? Because he'd be worried about the following scenario. He's going to lend money, let's say, the malveh to the loveh. Right? You come to Betin, the loveh is going to come along and say, I didn't uh, borrow any money from you. So, what's the law? The Malveh has got to bring proof that really money's coming to him. So what is he going to do? He's going to bring witnesses. Oh, now he knows that his witnesses have to go through the Dirishava Hakira process. So they're going to grill them. They're going to ask them all questions. And it's possible with all the interrogations, they're going to trip them up. And if his witnesses are going to be disqualified, he's not going to get his money. So what's going to end up happening? He's going to say, you know what, I'm not lending money. No more. So therefore, it's going to cause the door to be shut in front of borrowers, which means people are not going to get loans as a result. The Malveh is not going to supply loans because he doesn't think he's going to get his money back, thinking that what? In the case that the Malveh is going to be kofer, <coughs> the witnesses that he brings are going to be tripped up in an interrogation. So that's why the rabbis instituted <coughs> no interrogation of witnesses by Mamorot. Oh, so now the Gemara says, So that's the Baharina's opinion. By Dine Mamorot, the rabbis instituted no interrogation. So the question is, how does that apply to Dine? Uh, how does this apply to Idut Isha? So the Gemara says, More sabar kebandi ika ketubal mishkal kedire mamorot which means, according to the shita of uh, Rabbi uh, Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, what? Well, you do not have an interrogation. Why don't you have an interrogation? Because he looks at the Idut Isha like a monetary case. Why is it Idut Isha a monetary case? Because as a result of the ruling that they testified that her husband died, she now gets a ketubah. She gets money from that. Because the ketubah says, in the event that you'll be allowed to marry somebody else, there's a tonight that says you get the payment of the ketubah. So therefore we look at an Eidut Isha case like a monetary case because it's hinging on the ketubah payment. So therefore, just like Mamonot, there is no Dirishab Hakira. So to buy Eidut Isha, there is no Dirishab Hakira. Umur Sabah, Rezabit Alfono, at least in one opinion, What's the real main uh, uh, Testimony, the main result, I should say, of the testimony of uh, that the husband died. The main testimony is that she can get remarried. That's the main point. The ketubah is a byproduct of that. But the main testimony is allowing her to get married. Now, if she's considered eshet ish, and she goes to get married to somebody else, that's a capital crime. Which means she's punishable by mitat henik, by strangulation. And therefore, this testimony here actually has a capital punishment uh, angle to it. Therefore, it's like dirin fashot. And just like dirin fashot, you have dirishav hakira, so too you're going to have uh, dirishav hakira by the case of idut isha. 
other Yerushalmim over here discuss that um, according to uh, the opinion that says, let's say it's a uh, ketubah, ketubah payment. Right? So the, first of all, you see that that doesn't apply in certain cases because there's not always a ketubah payment involved in Erdutisha. For example, by a Nisu'ali that was married, that now you testify your husband died, of course you can a ketubah. But if she's an Arusa, she was only engaged, there is no a ketubah by an, a, an engaged lady, but still the law is that we do believe Edut uh, Isha. So the question is, would he hold that uh, he also, you don't need the Isha Hakira even when there's no monetary? So the Yishim come along and say, Lo Pelug. That once already they came along and said, you need a, uh, uh, you don't need the Isha Hakira, they did not make a haluk between Nisua and uh, Arusa. They said in all cases, the uh, Isha Hakira is not necessary. It should be noted that uh, why don't they reckon with the Yerin of short factor? Which means, why should they say they shouldn't have a Dinesh because of the monetary? Don't they admit that there's a for a short factor? Which is, is there a Hanek factor that they're meeting over it to get married? So they'll come along and say that Bismana Azeh, there is no really Dinesh Fashot. Therefore, we're talking about Bismana Azeh, where there's no capital punishment necessarily. So really, the only halachic nafkamina that comes out, Lemaseh, in today's day and age, is the monetary. Right? Because even if she went with Ishatish, nobody's giving her Hanek. So therefore, he looks at it as a solely a monetary, where the other rabbi says, no. The monetary is secondary to the main judgment. The main judgment is what you're batiring in Eshetish. Once already you're batiring in Eshetish, Lashuk, then already she gets a Ketubah payment. So therefore they look at it more as the Dinir Fashot, meaning it has an aspect of Dinir Fashot, even though it might not be able to be enforced, but the aspect is there, and therefore they look at it as from the Dinir Fashot side. And according to that side, it would not be no difference between an Arusa and a Nisua. So therefore that Chita benefits that it's clean on both sides, because it's, it's, if the Nir Fashot also, if the Arusa goes with somebody else, she's also Hayav uh, Mita. So if the Nir Fashot side covers both the Arusa and the Nisu'an. The Yubarak includes, Amar bin Ghazal, Amar bin Haninat, Tamidiyah, Ha'chamim, Rabim Shalom, Ba'olam, Shne'emar, Nechol Banaich, Nemodeh Adonai, Ve'erab Shalom Banaich. The Yubarak concludes and says, in the name of Rabim Ghazal, name of Haninat, Tamidiyah, Ha'chamim, scholars, that study Torah, Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. They promote peace into the world, like the Pasuk says, Vechol Banaich Limudeh Hashem. All your children that are Limudeh Hashem are studying the Word of God. Ve'erav Shalom Banaich. There's a great promotion of peace amongst your children. The Gaon de Vilna points out over here that four Masechtot and Shas actually finish with the same conclusion with this Derasha of Tamidina Hakamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. And those Masechtot are Masechet Berachot. Masechet Nazir, Masechet Yibamot, and Masechet Kiritut. And he says an acronym to remember that, Rashet Tevot Vechol Banayich, Lemudah Hashem. The word Banayich is Rashet Tevot Berachot, Nazir, Yibamot, and Kiritut. So the Mephashim explain why specifically those Masechtot end with this phrase, So they explain that there's basically four different types of peace that a person must pursue in his life. The first type of peace is peace between man and his creator. Ben Adam Lamakom. And that's signified in Masikat Benachot. Why? Because the main thrust of Masikat Benachot is talking about the laws of Kiryat Shema, accepting upon himself the yoke of heaven, Tefillah, connecting himself to God in prayer. And therefore, that's the connection that we bond in Ben Adam Lamakom. And therefore, the Gemara ends. We must make peace with our creator. Masikat Nazir talks about the law of a person that makes a vow of abstention from drinking wine and from cutting his hair. The Gemara Sotah says, why would a person make such an abstention? So the Gemara says, She's when a person goes and sees God forbid a Sotah, a lady that was unfaithful 
faithful to her husband, and she's in the Beit HaMikdash, and she drinks the bitter waters, and she blows up as a result of it, he must abstain from drinking wine. Why? Because where does a lady become promiscuous and immoral and become unfaithful? Probably started because she drank some wine, and therefore she was a little uh, lightheaded, and therefore she was able to do such a crime. So therefore the Nazir reminds us of Shalom bin Ish Ishto, domestic tranquility, peace between man and his wife. And therefore the Gemara concludes in the second Nazir, the second type of peace that we must pursue. Shalom ba'olam, what type of peace? Bin Ish Ishto, Shalom ba'in. And then we have of course our Masikh, Masikh Dibamot, which talks about the Shalom ben Adam Nahavero between man and his fellow men. Why? Because the whole thrust of the Masikhid is about a brother that died and now leaves his wife widowed. And we learn how the brother of the deceased goes along in an act of Hesed and marries his sister in law. For one reason, in order to continue to perpetuate the brother's name in the descendants. And then that's the ultimate Hesed that a brother can do for the deceased. So you see the camaraderie between Ben Adam and Havero. That's another form of peace. Therefore, the Gemara ends. Shalom ba'olam Ben Adam Havero. And last but not least, a person has to make peace with himself, with his soul. What does that mean? That means God forbid if a person committed a sin, and now he's Hayat Karet, God forbid, therefore the soul is going to be cut off from the next world. And therefore they say, uh, there's, there's, there's no peace between man and his soul, because the, 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 the goof, the physical body, has caused the soul to lose its connection to eternal life. And if a person has to make peace with the soul, how does he do that? Of course he makes Teshuvan, he makes repentance, and therefore there is a Shalom. And that's what Masechet Kiritut, Kiritut talks about all the laws of Karet. And therefore it ends with Shalom, that they make Teshuvah, and therefore there is an inner peace between the man and his soul. It should be noted that when the Gemara says, Shalom, the question is asked why? Why specifically Shalom? Why are they the promoters of peace? And the explanation might be said that when a person is involved in a higher calling, and a person is involved in a, a, an idealistic pursuit of wisdom, so a lot of the other trivial things in life that bother most people, don't bother them because he's obsessed with the limud, and therefore it elevates the person, which means different trivialities of people might feel slighted, and they, they weren't invited to a certain function, or you know, somebody uh, wronged them in a certain way, well, when a person is not involved in Torah, so he becomes a kabdan, he becomes very particular, and you know, he becomes very offended very easily. But those that are studying Torah, they don't have time to uh, let those other things uh, uh, bother them, because they know they have a higher calling, they, their mind is engrossed, and they're in a different world. Their mind is in Olam Abba. So a lot of the things of Olam Azir really pass by them. If I can give him a shout, just so we can appreciate it, is of a, of a fellow's in a store, and he's the body register, and he's collecting a lot of money. There's a lot of customers there, and the money's coming in, and of course, his mind is, uh, you know, overtaken by all the money that he's making. And then, they, you know, his wife calls him in the interim and tells him, you know, listen, so-and-so didn't invite us to a wedding. So at that point, the guy says, who cares? Because you know, he's involved in a greater passion. He's getting all this money over here, so it doesn't bother him. deal. When a person studies Torah, so he's thinking of all the reward that he's going to get. He thinks he's connecting to God. So what can mean anything? The only thing that bothers such a person is, is he going to learn? Did he come to the shiur? Did he understand what he was uh, reading? And therefore, they are the true promoters of peace because they are above it, and therefore they are not involved in Mahloket. Hadran, Alaka, Isha, Batra, Beslika, Allah, Nasekhet, Yibamot.